Welcome to Ride Along Chronicles. I'm Vicki. I'm Tina. And I'm Sally. We are three great friends who created our own support system as we raise our families in the challenging first responder lifestyle. Our confidential guests will share their stories in this safe space that didn't exist for us. So ride along with us as we chronicle lessons learned and provide helpful resources to keep Leo families in the front seat. Well, ladies, I know that we are very thrilled about the next two episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have never had two perspectives of the same life event. And we have a first responder and his spouse um, sharing stories of a similar topic, such as a critical event. And they're going to um, talk about the critical event itself and the treatment. And they're going to let us know how, as a couple, um, what their own individual perspective was on that event and, yeah. and what took place. Such it's, a cool, school, cool way to explore this. Yeah. For sure. It's going to be very unique and I think very interesting. It sure is um, really enlightening when we learn about the experiences and what it looks like for each of them when the first responder goes through mental health issues um, and then what that treatment looks like and the first responder is out of the home and we have to learn what he's thinking while he's away and what he's experiencing and then we're going to hear what she's thinking while he's away and what she's experiencing and has to deal with and then we're also going to get their perspectives on what it's like when he comes home right we now have this transition there's a whole lot of growth. There's a whole lot of change. Communication styles have changed Are and improved. Are we going to be compatible anymore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got a lot to unravel here. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. And, you know, we never had the same perspectives from the same exact life event. You know, that's what's no. been interesting in no. this conversation and this learning. I think we're going to get the most out of this just being able to hear both sides, what one was thinking versus what the other and how they kind of came together and were able to really mm -hmm. become a, a very dynamic couple. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I know I learned a lot. For sure, me too. I just was thinking back to when we talked with her, how she you know, felt like she was being hormonal and calling out some of his behaviors. Mm -hmm. And then when we talked to him, he felt like he was under control right and, and not really reacting right and then everybody else around him is telling him otherwise so right. that was kind of very interesting and then you know she tried really hard not to give him an <sighs> ultimatum because things weren't getting better mm -hmm. and eventually she did and and that was kind of eye-opening for him and he realized that he needed to make that change otherwise he's going to lose his family right. yeah but and it also for him to realize he talked about somebody else from work telling him like he is yeah. different yeah. and it wasn't just her it, right. it really required uh, somebody outside the family to see that he really wasn't coping well right and then even their different feelings about the same thing like when they talked about you know what was happening while he was in treatment mm -hmm. for her was a relief that he was there that she can breathe and she can, you know, kind of focus on herself and her kids mm -hmm. for a little bit. And for him, it was like a lot of guilt as to, you know, he's resenting, like missing things and being away. Mm -hmm. And in the end, though, it was still for the same reason, you right. know, to get help and make their family better. Right. I mean, so unique. Absolutely. Um, yeah, most Leo families are faced with these challenges late in their careers. Um, not in the first year. I know. And usually, you know, this is pretty unusual well, yeah. to this extent honestly right. to go to in treatment out of state this early on in the career and this early on in a relationship sure. um and at so young of an age because they are a very young couple they they're a young family they have uh young children um so it makes us wonder uh if having to tackle the mental health struggle early in the leo relationship where there's still love and commitment um actually ends up saving it versus um you know waiting years later all the resentments <laughs> built up, build up. you're yes. um, questioning whether you really yeah. like and that person anymore that relationship right it it takes the turn it it sure. weathers the the you forgot why the you years got together. and you, it turns ugly 
and then you start avoiding each other and it just takes a toll right For sure. so definitely well we think our our couple's perspective may be able to shed some light on this question i know we sure learned a lot it oh, has yeah. been so enlightening and honestly so educational and we think you will find it the same Welcome, Vincent. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So how long have you been an officer? Uh, eight years. Eight years with a local agency? Yes. And so can you take us back to when things first changed for you at work? When they first started to change was when I was married before and okay. I went was going through a bad divorce. Um, basically, some allegations were made up by me by my ex-wife and my department didn't handle it very well. And I kind of felt yeah. betrayed during the whole incident. How hard was that to come back to work after that? It was pretty difficult. Um, felt a lot of betrayal from my squad. So it was kind of hard to go back and I had to change to a whole different squad. I'm sure just going through that alone, I mean, who, who wants to go through a department investigation, but then on top of that, to not feel supported and then to also go through a personal relationship breakup at the same time, I'm sure that was a lot. Right. So. What happened after? Eventually you went back to work? Yep, eventually went back to work and th thought that everything was going just fine. And then did you get into um, another relationship? Did you yeah, grow your yeah. family? Did things change for you? Yeah, so I got remarried and uh, pretty much right off the bat, my wife and I then had a baby together. And, oh, awesome. But it was a blended family, so she had a child from a previous marriage. So, so now you're back to work. Right. You know, things at home are well. You know, you're growing your family. And are you thinking things are just finally just on track? Yeah, things are starting to look up for me, I guess. Okay, and then did things change again? Yes. What happened? It's kind of hard to pinpoint, really. I mean, I guess I never really fully recovered from what had happened previously. It's like a lot of unresolved trauma, a lot yes. of unresolved issues. Yes. And so how did you know that things were changing for you or you were changed? I didn't notice it. I thought everything was fine. But then once everybody in my family started telling me that something was wrong, my wife was telling me, hey, you're not you. You're, my parents were saying the same thing. You're not the same happy person you used to be. And now you're just different. You're getting mad about little things. Little things set you off when you didn't used to be that type of person. And looking back, do you remember some of those examples that, that they gave you? Do you see that at all? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, had I, had I not went through some sort of treatment, I would have probably never seen it and just thought that it was everybody else and not me. What, wow. what kind of things were happening? Like, what, kind, what were they bringing to your attention to oh. say that you're not yourself? Just I would get upset over little minor things, like having to go to the store late at night or just getting pissed over little small things. And so with two babies at home, I'm sure just the added stress of that and working... And right. now they're telling you things are changing. Um, what happened between you and your wife? What were some of those conversations uh, going on from her? Yeah, so jumped right into being a stepdad and brand new father and a husband to my new wife. And it just, yeah, it and was so, really difficult. <laughs> I bet. And when she's telling you, like, you're not the same and your parents are telling you that. Right. Like, at what point did you feel like, okay, I have to make a change? Well, I... I thought it was almost everybody else making me out like like the bad guy. I thought, you know, everybody else is just overreacting to, you know, how I am. Or, and then also I thought, well, nobody understands. Nobody really understands what, what had happened to me. So that first event was still kind of there. Right. I almost felt like everybody downplayed it. And then that would kind of make me upset too. Gotcha. How long, what, what's the time span from that? that incident till now people are telling you you're different um had it been like months or years yeah kind of going through it and then months later that was just i just was kind of progressively getting worse gotcha did you feel did you feel like you were walking around angry or did you feel like yeah oh, i'm just myself um i well then what i really did notice it was was one of my good friends on the squad actually then pointed it out to me and said hey like what's going on what's with you yeah. You're not. Did it mean more to you? When I say mean more, not that one you know is better mm -hmm. over the other, but here's a fellow 
you know, coworker that you trust that does the same job telling you something's off versus the spouse or significant other that's kind of, you know, constantly you can have, yeah, there's always going to be a, you don't like this, we don't like that, but do you think that mattered more or that particular conversation changed things for you as far as starting to realize what's going on? Absolutely, because I thought it was family just being you know, overreactive over certain things, you know, people that are close to me are just kind of picking on me more or less. Yeah. And then it was when he said something, it was, that was pretty big. Like now it's at work too. Yeah. It was a slap to the face. Like, Hey, you're, yeah. So what, what changed? What, what, Uh what steps did you take to kind of start resolving it or at least addressing it? So just slowly seeing another counselor and then recommended a different treatment program. And then, I kind of fought my, fought my wife on that process of wanting oh, to go to an inpatient um, oh, wow. treatment center for 30 days. And so the counselor recommended the treatment? Yes. Or, oh. yeah. How did you take that? Um, at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm not. 30 days? That's, right. that's crazy. So you said another treatment. Had you been in treatment before? Right. Yeah. Just, okay. And what just was that experience inpatient. like? Oh, it was really bad. So you, you're kind of traumatized by the first experience. Yeah, absolutely. And being really... Of impatient, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, because it wasn't... The first one wasn't catered to law enforcement officers. You know, it was... Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So when your counselor then suggests uh, another inpatient treatment program... Yes. It is... They tell you that it's catered for law enforcement? Yeah, first responder. Did that okay. feel just a little bit safer, a little bit better? It, yes, Okay. But was, it was still scary. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Was that going to be local or? No, I had to take state? a flight. Out of state. Yeah. Out of state. Oh wow. Out of state. So did you go home? Like I'm, I'm putting on my yeah wife hat for a minute. Okay. So <laughs> when you went home and said, by the way, my counselor said I need to attend a, a treatment facility, an inpatient. Um, yeah. What was that conversation well, like? My wife was actually there when the. So oh. we were actually at the therapist together and okay. she recommended that and then that's when the conversation you're right it did take place then at home it wasn't in the office it was sure okay. yeah. and what'd she say i think you really need to go you have some issues you need to deal with and yeah you need to get that taken care of and wow and i have to commend you for going yeah yeah, yeah. i did not want to go i, I yeah. bet I, I wonder what was that like to yeah. even get on that plane and what was happening well, before the, to even get you to that point yes. to go so yeah before was the f- the first step was making the phone call to the to the treatment facility so you made the phone call i made, i made the phone call Whoa. oh wow the counselor didn't no i made it myself okay well i gotta go back to the fact that okay. you made it yourself yeah i made oh, it myself because wow. that's a huge step yeah but I talk about a accountability one to be yeah. told so you're told that you you need to go to a 30-day counselor treatment right and then you make this phone call how what's the time interval but yeah i have to get to the treatment facility well like just being told that you're going that you should do this 30-day treatment to you making a phone call to me making the phone call about a week okay about a week so you sat on it you obviously had discussions at home about whether he this is him, but, uh, I could imagine. So you yeah. didn't agree with it at first? Not at first. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, well, more or less, what am I going to miss out on? You know, my my daughter wasn't even a year old yet, and it was pushing close to the time where she was going to turn a year old. So oh, it's, wow. Yeah, that's a so, lot of big milestones. Yeah. yeah and I was So what made out. you, can I ask? Sure. What made you finally, though, go? Mm. You know, making the phone call is a huge step. Right. And then here you go scheduling it. I'm assuming, you know, I don't know how long the wait was, but the day that you know you have to show up for that plane, like you yeah. said, how did you actually get to that? I don't want to say that she kind of threw an ultimatum at me, but I was pushing close to where I kind of realized that, well, if I don't do something to help myself, I'll probably end up in a second divorce. Wow. Okay. Probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. It's very possible. So. Um, I was going to ask, okay, so... From here, okay. You're going to the airport. Yes. How are you feeling on the trip to the airport? Yeah. I mean, you've got yeah. this looming trip. Yeah. And you've, your wife is with you. She's driving me. She's driving. Okay. Yes. She's behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going through your head? Yeah. What are you feeling? Just not wanting to go. I was. I don't want to go. I don't. You know. 
is there any way else we could maybe do something else, see a different counselor, talk to some, you know, something that doesn't have me leaving for 30 days. But you love her. Yes. And you love your family. You just said you don't want to divorce because I don't know very many officers who not make the phone call, but also Mm -hmm. then go and not find any excuse along the way to that exact moment Mm -hmm. of do or die. That wouldn't look for ways to get out. Right. So, I mean, the fact that at the end of the day, it sounds like you did it for your family. Absolutely. In the end, can I ask, I don't know, I'm skipping ahead. But sure. In the end, did it end up actually being life-saving for you? Yes, absolutely, okay. 100%. Hmm. So you, how was that like? Those, those, You get on this plane, mm-hmm. you land this other state, you show up, and now you have this, which I couldn't even yeah. imagine, this horrible previous experience. Right. And you're walking through the process. And can I ask, sure. was it a, a treatment facility for first responders specifically? Yes, but the inpatient part is a little, different. little di- just a little different. You're not. So as you're facing that initial, you right. know, couple days during the intake process yes. and, and during the assessment process, how do you not have this huge fear that it's going to be a similar experience? It already felt very similar. Wow. For how the so? inpatient, because it, so? it was the same sort of almost the same program initially like they take away all your stuff mm-hmm. you you're in n- not necessarily in the room right off the bat with first responders so so you walk into the facility right basically with your bags right and they kind of go through everything yep and you take feel like it you're, yeah you feel like you're getting all your possessions like you're being or, checked into jail right. or whatever Right. I would mm-hmm. imagine like like it's feeling like you're being booked in or whatever, Feels however you call it. Yeah. Um, and then you get put in a room. Obviously, that's your room. Yes. Okay. And then once you make it past those first like 48 hours, okay. you're gold. Whole different experience? Whole more, different experience. More comfortable. Absolutely. Okay. You get so all the, your belongings back. So the first 48 hours, are you meeting with any clinicians or are you just kind of on your own? Not really right off the bat. Okay. You don't really start meeting with clinicians till you get to the other side of this program. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And so mm-hmm. then what, what are the next few days like? So after you get through that and you go over to the first responder part, overall, why is that different experience so different? You get all your belongings back. You get your life back. Okay. It's kind of sad to say your phone. That's a, <laughs> that's a big thing. I was going to say, yeah. did you get it's your, your phone back? Yeah. You have, <laughs> you're able to communicate with your wife during this 30 days? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So looking back now, what were some of those struggles, though, and the feelings that you had while you're in treatment? You know you're there for 30 days. You're mm-hmm. going about you know, getting yourself well. Mm-hmm. But back home, life's continuing. You said your daughter's nearing her first birthday. You know, right. your family's kind of doing their thing. What were you feeling being away from home? Oh, I feel left out. I felt left out of everything. And, you know. Any guilt? Yeah, all, a lot of guilt. I felt like, you know, why is this fair that I go to get my treatment and help when, you know, she's handling everything at the house by herself? And two kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. two kids. Yeah. yeah. Did it change along the way? As you were getting better, did you start having a different perspective on why you were there and how this can change yes. things for the better? Yes. Yeah. It, it took a little while. I mean, it's not instantaneous. I would say maybe a couple weeks in is when I really started to notice like a big change in myself. Gotcha. And then my wife even would say stuff over the phone like, wow, you you sound more like you. You sound. So I was going to say what kind of change, like acknowledgement softer tone what kind of changes were happening with you just the normal everyday then conversations you would have just i wasn't getting upset over like i wasn't losing my mind and yelling or you know hey i need to do this and so i would just say okay you know i i understand you know so did you find some coping skills or learn some coping skills there that you maybe you didn't have before yes so what was good for you can you share oh yeah believe it or not a lot of the I mean, no other first responders really admit to like, but like meditation was big. I mean, that was. Yeah, Uh, that's becoming more prevalent. Right. Yeah. And I actually did a, like a first responder type yoga class, which I was shocked (laughs) that I enjoyed. That is amazing. You're not the first one. (laughs) Really? Have you shared that with other first responders? Like I actually did yoga. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Cause that I I would have said, wow. Yeah. I'm not telling anybody. (laughs) But that helped. How about when it comes to 
you know, breathing or journaling mm-hmm. or art therapy? Like, were you introduced to therapies that prior to this you didn't even know either existed or were even something that might help you? Yes. And one of the major ones was the, um, I don't know the exact terminology for it, but it was like a neurostimulation type thing where they did almost like minor, yeah, shock therapy almost on, (laughs) and not really, but people think. I was going to say, is it like you're holding something and it just kind of. No, they attach the like, like probes like to your head. Really? Yes. Okay. TMS. It's called. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or neurofeedback for some. Neurofeedback, yes. But speaking of, you know, Sally just hit on something with, um. Mm-hmm. What about your therapy? So, you know, we talk about coping, which I'm sorry, I'm mm-hmm. cutting you off here. No, but, it's okay. But you, you mentioned, um, Sally, like, you know, what, the some kind of stimulators. Of. Right. Did you have any specific modality, um, a, a type of therapy that you never were exposed to before? Um, like EMDR. E- I did do EMDR. Can you explain a little bit what that was like for you, specifically? For me, that was very mentally draining. Guess that that's why it yeah. feels like you had a mental workout and then you feel majorly exhausted after. Like mm-hmm. if you had to drive or do something crazy after, it would be very hard. Yeah. Did you feel though that therapy either got better or you tackled some trauma that maybe you didn't even know you had through EMDR? Yes. And then one of the other treatments where you actually had to tell a story but using a specific word. And you can only mm. use that word to tell the story. The reason I'm asking is because mm. those are very huge with trauma, but also right. yeah. first responders, because we have a lot of specific events that sometimes don't need a lot of targeting of like past digging. Mm. But it's also the therapy that unless you go to a first responder therapist mm. who really understands what we do, mm. don't always introduce those therapies. And that's why I was just curious, did you ever have that therapy before when you went to a uh, a different counselor. No. Okay. Had you ever heard of EMDR before? I had, yes. Okay. So you had a rough idea of what right. it was. Okay. Okay. But I So what helped you the most being there? Can I ask like if you're looking back now and you could sum it up in what would you think are some of the biggest gains you got from attending there? I would say the two biggest things were the neurostim and then the other one would be the group sessions, speaking mm-hmm. with other um, other first responders about things that are difficult, calls that are difficult. I didn't realize that a lot of calls were still bothering me that I thought gotcha. maybe I had dealt with on my own, but I didn't. So wow. something completely unassociated to the event that mm-hmm. brought you here, the actual job itself, you were still stuffing down and right. not Certain dealing calls. with. Yes. So not feeling alone. Right. What about no. the dynamics of the group? Did you find that being in a room of first responders, when you talk about group therapy, was different than being in a group of just, you know, other professionals, if you will? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, How is that different? They share? definitely don't sugarcoat things for you. So there yeah. are counselors that will call you out and okay. will make you tell your entire story of... So for so for my personal one was I had to share why I was initially there. Mm-hmm. And they go into your background. And one of the counselors was calling me out of, why are you such a jerk? Like why are why why are you you know sugarcoating it? It sounds like and right. being very intentional in your answers. Yeah. I'm assuming. So he would walk me through of certain scenarios of arguments that I may have had with my wife and saying, "Wow, you know, you're you're the asshole." <laughs> Not the first time we wow. heard that word. No, by the way. no. <laughs> uh, I hope I can use that word. Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was very blunt. You're you're an asshole. And how did that make you feel? Oh man. I almost went back to my room after that crying, thinking, <laughs> man, like, yeah. I, I really am a jerk. And So did you, that, Did what did you do with that, though, when it came to your spouse? Can I ask, like, so did, once that perspective kind of started changing and you started reflecting, right. did you ever call your wife and tell I her? I did. I, so they, they strongly encouraged journaling, so I would write it down and kind of my scenarios back of what I did, and then I did apologize. I called and said, you know, man, I really got called out today, and you know, from a total third party that I'm being a jerk and, you know, I would like to apologize for everything that I did. Wow. I'm sure that felt good for her. Yeah. Yeah. No, not initially. (laughs) Not initially because there was a lot of resentment that she had to deal with on her own. And I, I completely understood. Did you ever mention that to her? To her about 
that you realize along the way at all that you were realizing some of your behavior or that oh yeah apologizing or anything like that did that ever come to yeah happen? and i would say stuff too like you know i'm apologizing but i'm not looking for acknowledgement necessarily like i just want to apologize for how i was wow. acting i'm gonna you get a little deep right here sure how did you reconcile this with yourself i mean is there self-forgiveness mm-hmm. i feel like that was harder for myself just to try and forgive myself for but being did you Yes, to an extent. You know, I still feel bad for everything I did. I mean, I wish I was, you know, a lot of things that you say you can never take back. So, But do you feel the fact that you're owning up to them even has changed your relationship? Oh, absolutely. Because of that? Absolutely. Yeah. It would okay. not be as good as it is now had I not went through any type of treatment and mm-hmm. acknowledging that, yeah, that I was... I was the jerk. Yeah. Yeah. What do you use now, like when you're finding yourself in kind of a stressful situation? Is there something specific that you use now um, on a on the regular? I have to go for walks. Okay. I have to go for like just to get some sort of release, gotcha. like to walk or. And on the walk, you're kind of is that like your meditation time or yes. kind of? Okay. Okay. So I want to go back to the therapy. You're there for 30 days. Mm -hmm. You're coming to an end of your time there. You've resolved some issues. But now you've got to face heading back home. Yeah. What are some of your, I want to say fears or challenges or expectations that you have for yourself? And did you discuss with your wife what hers were? Yeah, I guess so. The best way to describe that was bittersweet. Like, I'm ready okay. to go back home, yeah. but I'm also not ready just to just jump back into being dad, husband. Yeah, I imagine that'd be sure. hard. Sure. Yeah, going back to my daily life. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I don't want to say a vacation, but you're away for 30 days not dealing with, you know. Any of that? Yeah. No stressors. Yeah, no day-to-day stressors. No. Yeah. <laughs> so how was the adjustment, or how, how did those conversations go, if you can share? Like before I went back? Yeah. You know, I just kind of was talking to her. And they, the clinicians also talked to her about it too. Like, hey, you can't just expect him to jump right back into it. But also, you know, saying it to myself, to her, saying, hey, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready just to go right back into doing all the yeah. things that are just expected. Like, right. Can I take it slow? And she was absolutely supportive of that. That's good. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. And the fact that you said um, the clinicians also told her that. Right. So she did have contact with a therapist, case manager, something. I mean, that she was getting some education and, and information as you were going along. Yeah, every few days they would make a phone call to her and oh, wow. let her know. Had I not went, went with COVID, I'm sure that would probably been, you know. Different? Yeah, it was a lot or something. but. But it's good that at least as you were nearing that, they also gave her some, they validated some of what you were telling her about taking it easy, it sounds like. Yes. And that helped. Mm -hmm. Absolutely getting right back into. So when when you got home, then Mm -hmm. how was it? Was, how was that transition? Um, Initially, it was kind of hard. It was, you know, not wanting to do a lot of things, kind of, I went through a, like a mental workout for 30 days and kind of you're exhausted you need a long nap (laughs) sleep for days so when you walk in the house you're you know i obviously she did she pick you up from the airport yes yeah she picked me up drove me back home how was that conversation on the ride home it was kind of a difficult conversation uh, you know like how like what do we do now yeah it's kind of more of you know where do we go from here did you feel resentment from her at all? A little bit. A okay. little bit because, you know, I, I had missed out on certain, like, a, a holiday okay. while I was there. So it was kind of, you know, baby's first holiday. So I was a little upset. You know, sure. Like, and how would you say it eased up a little bit? Like, when did you start realizing, okay, you know, baby steps and we're working. But is there a particular event that stands out when you realized, okay, like, we're going to be okay? Or are we going to be okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, she just kept reassuring me, you know, like, we're going to be okay. You know, you're doing better. And then when people around me would start saying, well, you're, you're, you're doing a lot better. You're, I'm proud of you for handling harder situations, you know. Right. 
How is your communication? I mean, not just apart from you were getting angry before blowing up at little minor things, but now were you actually like stating what was going on, like how you were feeling and what you needed to get through it? You know, how, what was your com- your communication style like once you got back? I, I felt better equipped to handle that, like to express my feelings of, you know, if I'm upset, I can, you know, or starting to get upset, I could say, hey, like this is starting to, I'm starting to get, you know, upset, yeah. getting pissed off. So I need to like either we need to take a break or, you know, mm-hmm. and then come back to it later or, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. And did she have the same thing? Absolutely. Yeah. And she would, she would end the conversations a lot quicker too. Like, hey, yeah, we need to take a break right now. Oh, that sounds okay. good for her. Do you feel like that, just that alone, the fact that you guys couldn't even acknowledge a timeout mm-hmm. and not escalate it just because you're asking for a timeout, do you think that would have happened or was it even happening before you went into treatment? Mm, absolutely not. It was not happening. So do you feel like so. things have improved? I guess my question should be, what do you think has improved in your communication since then? That I wouldn't go into like a blind rage. That I wouldn't just not, then not hear anything that anybody else is saying. With. Gotcha. Not just with her, but with anybody else. I would get so upset that I was just wasn't listening to anybody. Before before your incident, were you able to communicate your feelings? Because right now it sounds no. like you're able to acknowledge, like you're, you're able to identify, okay, I'm uneasy right here. It's not going well. We got to stop for a minute. So you're identifying your feelings. You're acknowledging them. Did you have that ability prior to, A, becoming a cop, but B, before your incident? No. Not at all? Not at all. So you learned a whole new set of I, tools I, wow. I did. for everything. Were you afraid that you were going to lose all the ground that you gained from the progress at treatment and revert back to old behaviors? Oh, I was terrified that I would revert back. I was constantly like, what if I spent 30 days for nothing? What if I had, you know, what if I just go back into the way my family behaves? What if I... How did your family behave? What was your growing up like? So everybody gets very defensive and and animated and angry over just about anything so there is and to share with like how my grandparents behave is there would be you know a major fight and it would never get resolved it would just the next day would be like as if nothing happened and nobody ever forgave or said you know no no, i'm sorry nothing it was always just like nothing ever happened and then the next day would be in some fight over something else so there would be like explosion Right. And everybody just ignored the mess over there. Right. And then okay. it would just go back like nothing ever happened, but then something else would happen. and There's a mess over here now. Right. Now there's a mess over here, and we'll... Walk like it didn't happen right. and expect to move on. But I think a lot of us grow up with that. We do. Did you feel like you were, when you were growing up, like you were walking on eggshells oh, a lot? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So real hypervigilant then. You broke the cycle. Yeah, you really your, did. For your next family. Yes. Wow. You might actually okay, be able so to. bravo to you. Yeah, <laughs> still yeah, battling. Yeah, it. I, yeah. I, you know, we still you have did? slip ups, but sure. you know, but yeah, not on the scale. You know, do you catch yourself sometimes like falling into a, an old habit? Yes. And then when you do, what? How just, does that look to them? Yeah, how do you snap out uh, of it? I just think that I don't want to end up that way. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to. And how do they react when you actually implement some of these new skills that you said about like not escalating and not jumping in? You're kind of initially it's a shock to everybody. It's not, you know, that's not how you normally behave. And then sometimes you could see people getting frustrated because you're not behaving the way you you did before. Right. When you don't engage the way you did before, do they almost try to make it? They escalate it to a point where you're like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna yeah, poke the bear. I'm gonna I'm poke right. the bear until yeah. I really make him explode. So, so yeah, not like, so. Initially, coming back too first, that was that was hard too because my wife would not calling her out, but she would get upset of why are you not like she was so used to me getting upset. Oh, and right. it's like, wait, why are you not? Because that's that would be hard, and it that puts her on kind of an uneven yeah. ground too. Right. So how did yeah. you how did you work through that? 
when she, she would tell you, wait, you're not acting the way I expect. What's wrong? It, she's a lot bigger person than I am, so she would eventually catch herself, and then it just got to the point where she would actually just, well, he's not, clearly not going to act that way anymore. And Will she call a timeout sometimes yes. for you? Now yes. Because she recognizes some of your you know, new things, but also some of the old things. Right, yeah, she'll just you know take a walk on her own or have so i'm sorry no just just she'll walk out on her own or just you know i need a break or you know i was going to ask with your other family members mm -hmm. have they adjusted their behaviors um after i mean because it's been a while since you've been back right yes okay so when you're interacting with them and now you have this new method of communicating and and recognizing what's going on and you're not going to engage are they shifting their methods in terms not not poking the bear, right. but actually raising their bar and recognizing uh, that we need to do better? Are, I, are, have you noticed anything like that? I would say a little bit. My wife more calls them out though on that. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. Like he's that. not, you know, he's not <laughs> reacting. Why are you reacting that way? Then? Okay. So. What's That's interesting nice. to me, it sounds like she went from your maybe trigger mm -hmm. to your biggest supporter. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, she's a huge advocate for you. You know, like just listening to you from the beginning to the right. end and how your relationship just by you acknowledging, like Tina said, some things, which is huge, especially as a first responder, mm -hmm. to recognizing your new communication styles, you can clearly kind of see that dynamic switch. Yeah. That yeah. now it's not her fault. Now, you're working together to kind of make your family the way you guys want to make it, right? Not how you guys were both raised. And a lot of times, if I, you know, would react or something like that, she, my wife, would actually call them out and say, "Well, where do you think he learned it?" Wow. Oh. She's she's very blunt. So. She is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it sounds like it. you but you went because you went through the journey together. Even though you were in right. treatment, it didn't change the fact that she still lived through that, and then your return. That you guys had to work together, mm -hmm. and it sounds almost like united front. Yes, that's so awesome. Yes, and, wow. Yes, yeah. A very brave, actually, right. to take those steps and to be willing to make that change. Right. And acknowledging the faults and mm -hmm. correcting them. Kudos to you. What I'm hearing from you is that since you've been back, you actually now can take constructive criticism from your loved ones when something's going on to even be able to communicate it and resolve it. Right. So even when she would even, before when she would even acknowledge like a situation where she would even apologize, like, yep, you know, this was my fault. Like I started this one. I would just be so upset that I wouldn't even hear the apology. I would just be oh, so wow. mad. But now you mm -hmm. can hear her. But now I can hear the apology. I'm going to kind of move you forward a little bit. Okay. Um, you're home. Mm -hmm. You're transitioning. How long before you go back to work? It was only a few days until I went back to work. I oh, took wow. I took maybe a week before I went right back. For the same agency. Right. So was there any prep prior yeah. to leaving the treatment facility specifically to go back to work? Yeah, they, they helped set you up. Like to get, you know, because they said, you know, a lot of you are going to go right back to work. And a lot of you will still be, because a lot of guys were there also for being in trouble. So they had admin stuff they still had to take care of before going back but yeah they do help you you know if you say you're going back they kind of help get you on the right track so what were your biggest fears going back to work if any my biggest fears initially were am i going to be able to handle the calls am i going to be able to just i just mentally take it you know mm -hmm. i mean how about just coming back to work did people know where you were did your coworkers know what happened to you? Um, I had them kind of give like a general statement to my squad of, you know, here's where I'm going to be. Here's kind of what, just, you know, seeking treatment for myself for mental health. But when you say they, are you talking about like peer support? Yes. Are you talking about family? Okay. Yes, okay. peer support. Can you share a little bit more what do you mean by that? Because I don't know if everyone understands what that means. Like, did you have peer support assistance or contact throughout your treatment? I did. So in, right before I went, I made a call to my peer support. Said, hey, you know, I, I need to get obviously paperwork set up. So how do I, because I'm going to go to an inpatient for 30 days. So how do I need to get all this paperwork set up? And, and so then as I'm you done. were coming back to work, did they also help with that transition back to work as far as paperwork? They did. 
And so, if I can go back, so you sure. said they helped you come up with some information that you allowed, I'm assuming, to your squad. Yes. Do you think that helped at all in your return? I do. It was, it probably alleviated a lot of questions that would have came up had I not said anything. Right. Like, where were you for 30 days? Where, gotcha. Yeah. I was afraid how, of that. <laughs> yeah, and how did they receive you once you got back? I mean. Very well. Everybody was very supportive, uh, you know. That's good. That's good to hear. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, because yeah. that's brave. I think it's very brave. And did your agency have any kind of return to work plan? Like, did you just jump back in the first day with calls? I mean, you'd been gone a month. Um, how did that go? Uh, I, I got to ride with somebody for a while. Of your okay. choosing? Yes. Until oh, nice. I got comfortable. Nice. Good. Yeah. So when you're back out on the streets, mm -hmm. um, going back home after your shift, how was that different than before the incident? Like, how did you decompress? How did, what did you share at home, deal with any, now you're coming home and you got kids and, you know, housework or whatever, yard work, and you got all these other stressors and now you're back off the street, you know, you just came home. Right. How did you handle that differently from before? Um, just taking more time for myself before I yeah. jumped into it's almost kind of being, kind of more being selfish at first. Just you know, sure. taking time for myself, like take a shower or something, just to get my mind clear before I jump right into my role of being dad and husband and, gotcha. and explaining my day. A little bit longer ride home, yeah. <laughs> something or whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. Did you implement any new changes at work though? Because you know, you talked about other critical incidents came up through treatment, right? Right. And now you're back. You know in the grind, mm -hmm. adding more new critical incidents, unfortunately. Did you change how you process some of those scenes or those calls um, since returning? Yeah, just just more communication then. It was more of like, well, I could talk to somebody then in my squad if something's bothering me. Or I, well, my biggest one is my wife. Like, I can come home and talk to her and say, hey, you know, this is, I had this call that was bothering me. And, and was she in law enforcement? before yes and was she an officer or no in uh communications okay so do you think it helped having somebody else in the field to share or do you feel like it could have just as easily been somebody who never had been in law enforcement and you're trying to share now and communicate more when things are not going well i feel like it's a lot easier to talk to somebody that was that was in it but i guess with the skills that i learned it wouldn't be too bad to speak to somebody that wasn't familiar with okay. being law enforcement. On that note, then, I'm going to ask you, did it make you a better cop? Being that mm -hmm. you're out on the street meeting with someone, prior to, if you have this anger and you have this defensiveness, well, now you have learned these tools through treatment, and you can communicate better. You can also identify others' emotions and what they're not able to communicate. How did you then... Mm -hmm interact with them did it improve did it help de-escalate things like what did you experience with that I, I feel like it does I feel like it gives you a different perspective on people that may be going through a like a crisis you know okay. they're they're just having a bad day or maybe you know life is just getting too difficult sometimes mm -hmm. you know some people just need a break from life and mm -hmm. so you kind of realize that yeah. once once you kind of go through it yourself it's kind of eye-opening sure so you can okay. help out Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually going to swip same question, but I'm going to flip it around. <laughs> Are you going around noticing other, other officers <laughs> that may be struggling uh, now that you kind of have been there, done that, and have come through that at all? Yes. You could absolutely now see it more that you're like, wow, this, this guy could use some help or this girl could use some help. And Do you reach out? Yes, whether or not they take it, though. <laughs> so, of course. Yeah, you can right. lead a horse to water. for your own action. Yeah. You know, definitely willing to share my story and explain, you know, sure. the place that I went to. And mm -hmm. But you, you kind of answered it before. It's, I hear, like, pay it forward. Right. Yeah. Because somebody from your own, you know, circle of first responders said, hey, dude, you're not right. You need help. And now you're saying that you're, if, when you recognize it, you reach out whether or not they like it. Um, doesn't really matter. It's that maybe that's the one time that they hear it mm -hmm. and can get mm -hmm. the help. So, I mean, and that's not even an easy feat because most no. of us, you know, coming from that world, like we're so good at avoiding 
Right. Right. And we're so good at like, oh, it didn't happen. Let me go back out and put my life in danger. But over here, well, I don't want to talk about this. Right. And so have you been able to um, talk to anybody else that you feel um, maybe you'll come back around to or, hey, they're not ready yet, but I'm keeping an eye on that? Or do you just kind of talk to them? I just kind of talk to them, tell them oh, why, wow. you know, share what I went through and share, you know, the treatment that I went through. So has it gotten easier then to talk about it? Yes. The more you do it, the more. It, and I yeah. feel like you should talk about it more. If you don't talk about it, then that's when things get difficult. Mm-hmm. The shame. Right. When you keep things silent, the weight, that guilt. Exactly. How about with your yeah. family? You know, you're talking about, obviously your wife knows. Obviously, you know, you've been sharing, at least with the PD around you. What about with your extended family? You know, you mentioned that you know, your, your parents and some other family had mentioned it. Have you had any conversations with them since you've been back from treatment? About the treatment? or About, about the treatment or about how you've changed or how you're feeling now? Yeah, I mean, my parents noticed right away. You know, like, really? wow, that was, that was a great experience. And, you know. And they're actually telling you, like, you seem happier, you seem right. lighter and all that. Yes, and then when they do notice that I'm in a situation where I'm, where I would have normally just flown off the, you know, flown off the rails that they're like, wow, you handled that really well. You like, we're proud of you for handling it that way. And not. do they ask you for tips? (laughs) (laughs) Can you sell those? (laughs) So I'm going to ask you kind of a a question. I don't know if anybody's ever, I don't think I've ever asked any first responder that, but do you feel like going through this experience has actually made you a better husband and a better father? Yes. In what ways specifically, if you could mention any, Um, you mentioned you have a, a, a blended family of a, a, a stepson and a daughter, correct? right? Did they ever come in the picture for you of like what kind of father I want to be, what, what kind of you know uh, impression I want to be on my kids? And did you ever kind of have that discussion about do you feel like you're gonna, you can be a better parent now? Do you feel like this experience changed you in positive? Yes, because I remember thinking back to would I want my daughter to marry a male like me that's maybe, you know, like losing their mind before and not handling situations the way they should be handled. So that was kind of a wake-up call too, you know. Mm-hmm. Need to change myself for for her and for... Be her model. Yes. Wow. Because girls typically go after a male like their dad, so... Sure. Hear that all the time. Right. So how, where you are today... What's yes. changed? What's better? What are you still working on? Mm-hmm. So family life is way better. Much better husband. I have a much better relationship with my wife. Much better relationship with my parents. And with the kids, obviously. They're still little, but... Um, More patient, but, I would assume. Yes. They're little, right? They're, so right. that's a hard age anyway, but... <laughs> Ta- two toddlers, so yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. So more patient. More patient. How about when things don't go right or when you start feeling that? I know you talked about what you would do, Mm -hmm. but where you are today as far as, you know, I think wrapping up what Sally said, like looking back and seeing how far you've come, Mm -hmm. would would you do anything different? I would have went to treatment sooner. I wish I would have did treatment sooner. Um, Wish I wouldn't have pushed it off so long. What was the time frame between um, people telling you recognizing that something's different to the time you actually got treatment months a few months and what about from your first treatment to the in 30 day just maybe over a year and a half okay okay so there was a lot right not wanting to go back right not wanting a similar experience did you have other police officers in your family no you're the only one i'm the only one wow and the fact that you came back is is a journey in itself. Yeah. Wow. And I have not heard of one officer that has not come through a struggle and treatment of any kind, but serious treatment where they have made those changes that hasn't said that they haven't become a better officer for that, mm-hmm. a better parent, a better, you know, spouse yes. or significant other, or in general, just a better person all around. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's kind of good to hear you know, you actually say that in these details, because I really want to kind of know, you know, if you, you were talking about reaching out to other people, mm-hmm. um, if there is somebody out there, you know, you're relatively young as well. 
right. and your your spouse is young and you guys have a young family and you're young into this career. Right. But if you come, you know, coming across other first responders that are, you know, two, three years in their career and they're kind of similarly going through this, what advice would you give them besides getting treatment sooner? Um, had I not even went, so had I not even stayed in law enforcement without getting treatment, it wouldn't have gotten better. Really? I, I don't think that I would have ever gotten better. I just think that I would have kept down my my same path, even mm-hmm. if I would have been out of law enforcement and just not even having the stressful calls of, you know, stressful weeks, it still would have just, wouldn't have learned any life <laughs> skills of how to handle any kind of situation when you get upset or. Interesting. So it's like coming back and you almost are daily testing. Right. All of the things that you learn between the calls and the stress and the yeah. the lifestyle itself. It's almost like it, it made you practice what you've learned. Yes. And made yeah. you continue to be better. Yes. Wow. I'm very impressed. I yeah. am too. For sure. Impressed. So, um, Vincent, I want to really thank you for coming in and sharing your story. It was very enlightening. And I'll be honest with you, um, it really rings the bell of hope. For sure. It really brought to light that there are tools out there that we can all work with, everybody, you know, but especially our officers. And still have a very positive impact on their life, on their job, on the community, you know, as it comes around as a whole. But thank thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, I just thought it was refreshing that you went, were able to come back, be better, you're well received. It isn't that whole, you know, uh, brotherhood that doesn't want the the guy back that they feel is weaker than the other. I I think that's refreshing to hear. Yes. That you were well received. So, thank you. Things are thank changing. You. Thank you for having me and allowing me to share. Thank you.